Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome. This is Derek, and with me today on the trail is the only man who burrows himself currently in a sleeping bag in 65 degree to 70 degree weather, Carl Mandrioli. Carl, we're on the trail. It's go time. It's go time, man. It's go time. It's go time. On the trail 2020, Ansel Adams Wilderness, and with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who puts a rock in somebody's pack to think that it's funny. A rock that weighs five pounds yet i didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) more to that story of course but yeah man it's our second episode on the trail i'm excited this is we're gonna be interviewing the guys we got some questions for them we got some reviews from them on some food items yes and uh we got a beautiful view of a beautiful lake and uh some beautiful scenery around us so thousand island Lake. that's right thousand island lake that is correct yeah so yeah we're actually literally waiting for them to to come up here. So while we're waiting, let's let's chat for a little bit. Um, yeah. We both had a chance to to eat a new kind of freeze dried food that's it's been around for a while, mm-hmm. but just we've never had it before. Mm-hmm. Packet gourmet. Packet in yeah, yeah. Packet gourmet. Packet gourmet. What do you think about that? Um, I am a fan. I thought the meal that I had was phenomenal. I will definitely buy it again. I had the tortilla soup, okay. and uh, it was great. Loved it. So like yeah, so like, did you like it better than Mountain House? I or? liked it better than Mountain House. I like it better than pack, Backpackers Pantry. Okay, um, it was just, it tasted just hearty and good. It was just yeah. filling, right? But I would probably buy two of that one because it wasn't. Uh, that was a single serving one. It was a single serving. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think most most guys our size out there for dinners are eating the the, the two serving double one, dose. right? Yeah, double, double dose, dose for sure. Especially in high mileage days, which yeah. Which was not today. <laughs> not today for us. We were lounging, fishing, swimming, yeah, more, playing games. More to that story as well. But yeah. I had, yeah, it was like the Memphis grits with like green chili and cheese. Green, green onions and it had some cheese in there. Yeah. yeah. How does dehydrated cheese work? I don't know. Well, it worked. It worked. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what but they're doing. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, I'm going to say A+. Plus. A plus, A plus, yeah, yeah. So they gave us they gave us a few to try out, and so I kind of passed them around the group, and we just tried a different one. And man, yeah, like they were popular, dude. Now these are only online, is that correct? I don't know. I have we to, don't know. Yeah, we don't have online right now, so I can't check. Okay, all right. You know, this is when you're not going to sound as smart because you can't Google things while we're talking. About <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, but I think it's two thumbs up from us for sure because there's. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite brand of meal at this point. Right. Right. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. All right. Quick review of things we were supposed to do while out on the trail. Yes. I don't think that you have done 
any of them? Is that right? We'll find out. Grip strength challenge? You have not challenged me, so I, I looked at it as a forfeit. Um, I have not challenged you. Here we go. This is on me, so you can't. Be you're a- claiming that you're better than me, though. So you can't be a leader. Can't be a leader. It's your baby. I'm okay. just, you know, feeding you. Sounds like you can't be a leader. I'm trying to feed the baby. Have you used a pine cone to di- pine cone to dig a hole six inches deep to? I have not, through? but we have had two of our trail mates do that about two to three inches deep and they yeah, said they, it was, and they said it was fine by the way yeah they, 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 they didn't go the full six inches but though. they could have they were halfway they, there they it doesn't the point it the point is it it creates a hole okay so it what you're digs. saying is is if you think you could have done something that counts is that fair oh my goodness i think that the pine cone got the job done or it would have that's, it. That's all I'm going right. to say. So doing, I'll do it again. So if we're doing grip strength challenge and you win by, let's say, five seconds, like you can hold it five seconds, I'm like, I could have held for five seconds longer. But you didn't. It's a totally different exactly. challenge. Exactly. It's a totally different challenge. <laughs> no. It's a totally different challenge. Totally different challenge. All right. Uh, and last one, have you whittled a spoon yet? I'm not going to whittle a spoon. That was never... That... What? I, think we wouldn't... I don't think we agreed on that, do we? Okay. Uh, twice. Hmm. I think I said I'd like it would be fun to. Okay. I don't think I said I'd do it. Okay. I think every listening is um, questioning your credibility at this point. That's fine. And, okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you trust a person who twice said I will do something and then is like I never said that? I think I said I'd like to do it, but yeah. I'm sure somebody will you know check on that for me. So either that or I'm a big it's, fat liar. It's actually recent enough where I could go back and am I a big here, fat liar? Here it is. It's right here. Nope. Not right here. Six weeks ago. The last one, at least that I remember or took notes on, was uh, the whittle a spoon out of a piece of wood challenge, where we, we both do that. So you can whittle something that somewhat re- you know resembles a spoon that we can actually use. Do we have two buck knives for this? Then Yeah, collectively. You want to try it? I mean, I'll try it if you want to try it. And we could take turns if we only had one, by the way. It doesn't have to be at the same time. Okay. It's not a race. Let's try it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do that. All right, so whittle spoon. All right, so I'll go through this list and I'll I'll make sure we do that spoon at some point during whittle. the Got it. yeah spoon. That's be tough. So we'll we'll see how this all turns okay. out. All right, so there you go. So that's what we agreed to, and when we both backed out of certain things and agreed to certain things, so we'll report back about that. Okay, we got our we got our first guest with us. Finally made their way up from camp, and it is Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout. Knowlton Shore. Knowlton Shore. Mr. Know-It on the Shore. Nolt. <laughs> How's it going, man? Going? I'm doing fantastic. And it's awesome to be on this backpacking trip right now with the amazing hosts of Backpacking and Blisters podcast. Yes, one of us. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so first question we got for you is a question we're going to ask everybody. You know, you everybody hears our perspectives from the group, and we want to just hear everybody else's perspective. So... If you could change one trail, rule, backcountry law, whatever you want to call it, what would that be? Well, I recently learned while bathing uh, in the Thousand Island Lake, actually washing my clothes, I should say, that it's against leave no trace policy to wash your clothes or rinse them, I guess, um, without any soap, I should say, in the water of the lake. And I thought, if that is a rule, I am violating it. I like to be fresh and clean. I like to just rinse my clothes, let them sit on a rock and dry out. And if I violated a rule, I'd like to change that rule because I really enjoy that. So you, what you're saying is you want to make the lake more smelly with your body odor. Is that correct? You're, you're <laughs> pro-BO in the lake. 
Absolutely, because that's less BO in camp and on the trail. Wow. And I, I want to call just part of nature on this one. You know, a lot of times we say, oh, we need to preserve for the animals. I'm part animal. I'm... You're part Bo- animal. I belong here. Yes, we all are animals because we're also mammals because we, you know, have fur. We give birth to live young. I don't, but women do. I can explain that later. But yes, I'm part of nature. And I think a, ba- a bath in the lake is legit. Totally legit. This is hard to listen to. I have a question for you. Is the fact that you are saying, you're saying that you prefer BO in the lake, does that have any co- correlation to the fact that you didn't catch any fish today? Like, are you killing fish with your BO? Like, are they, are they swimming away? Like, what's the deal? I got a bite, but I spent my day actually building a, uh, a sailboat with a spinnaker only and no rudder. So that was what I, my focus on. I'm going to go fish soon, and I will catch something, and I will not cook it because there's no fires permitted during the season. So the BO is not – the lake can handle the BO. Ba- the lake can handle it. I'm trying to if rip- I need somebody to follow rules, I know who to, talk, I know who to call. <laughs> As Nolan said, I'm trying to take the microphone away from him because I don't know what he's about to say. <laughs> All right, just let's let's go back to the core question here. Now he he's he's talking about the leave no trace policy. I don't know for sure if I got to check again. We don't have internet right now about washing your clothes in the lake without soap. Um, he was simply wringing out his shirt in the lake, and I was like, I, that might be against leave no trace policy. And Nolton isn't typically a rule follower, but on this one, he gave me a lot of pushback and reprimanded me for how dare I ask him to stop cleaning himself or cleaning his shirt in the lake. And so I think that's where this answer stems from. Yeah, it was, it was like watching an old 50-year-old married couple fight about rules and, you know, who's right. It was good to watch, but um, yeah, we'll have to follow up on that. Yeah. Think we'll see. All right, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll confirm that later. All right, yeah. next question we had was, um, outside of our group, what's the most ridiculous thing or person that you've seen on the trail? Okay, you threw me for a loop here. So it has to be a human person? Or thing. Just anything. Or thing, anything it, you've seen. Can it be an animal? Something you, sure. Anything you want to say right now. I saw the most ridiculously adorable puppy. It was a dog named Sierra on the way here. And I petted it, and it was adorable. It was just, like, loving it. And that's, that's what I'm going to say. There's nothing else ridiculous, but it was just really cute. Just to clarify, in the history of your backpacking career, the most ridiculous thing you've seen is a dog, correct? I thought we were just talking about this trip, okay. but Anything it was ri- ever, it ever. was it was a ridiculously <laughs> cute dog because I can't think. But okay, if I have to go for all time ever, then there was this guy that had like a leather jacket. And- <laughs> no! That's what I said. I told you. Oh, yeah? I told you to say that one. We were hiking along, and the guy's, like, wearing a leather jacket, and he's just, like, heavy, heavy clothes. And I'm like, that guy does not look like he's hiked into the backcountry. He looks like he's just going to the Circle K or something. Okay, so if you have one or two good backpacking tips or ridiculous backpacking tips uh, that you want to share with everybody, what would they be? Side note, before Nelson answers, I'm wondering if this microphone is picking up the mosquitoes that are flying by us right now, buzzing in my ear. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But this is what we're doing for the podcast. We're enduring the mosquitoes. Yeah. Sacrifice. All right. Well, my one or two tips, something that I sometimes neglect to do is to um, take a look. When you're looking at the map and you're going someplace, don't just look at where you want to go. Look behind you. Look where you've been and keep track of your location as you're going because it's fun to learn map reading and you can just verify, even if you know where you are, and just check out where you are. Verify that as you go. And that way, <laughs> you can be more sure. I just had the mic slapped out of my hand by Carl because there's a mosquito on it. Second tip is double check the, um, the instructions and whatever on your, uh, on your permit and know, know the rules. 
and I would say um, make make people actually um, or check your own gear far before the trip. Like this year, I needed a piece of equipment. I went to like five stores, not available. So pack far ahead of time. Sounds good. Thank you, Bill. Any, any reaction to any of those? No, I like that was good. I liked all that. I like okay. the map and the uh, gear stuff. It's all we've been, how many times have we talked about people and packing gear and we should go through the bag and all that stuff. So right. maybe we should just empty all the bags out before the trip. Yeah, know? That would be we, we pretty much do anyway. So. Yeah, one of the things that we noticed this year was just in going to stores, there's a lot that's sold out that not as much as available specifically with, you know, freeze-dried food and such. And I think what you were talking about was you could not find a bear canister. Is that correct? I could not find a bear canister at four different stores that I went to, and I could not order in time online two weeks ahead of time. Okay. They were sold mm. out. All right. Wow. Now, let's say that you couldn't fit all your food in the bear canister or the ursacs. We're, we're allowed to bring those this year as well. Uh, would you suggest simply like hiding the food behind a tree? I actually was shocked that a member of our group tried to hide a huge amount of food. Wow. He'd already filled wow. an entire bear canister just with his personal food and then hid a giant Ralph's bag behind like a couple shrubs. And it was embar- embarrassing amount of food on the trail. Wow. He could open up his own little mini mart on the side of the trail, <laughs> and so I had to hang his food in a tree because we just are over capacity. Wow! I hope we get to interview that person yeah. some point later on. Is that is that not you? No, it's definitely not me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you? No, not this trip. No, we not, we got we got trip. the ursac, and I'm not. Remember, we're known for bringing not enough food. Yeah, that's true. I'm not worried about. It. We're more the moochers as we've been labeled right. apparently. So right. right. Okay. That's good. Knowlton, you're the best, man. We love you, and thanks for coming on the Backpacking Blisters podcast. Enjoy your fishing. All right, next up, we have our good friend, Nate Dibler, who has joined us in the infamous two-legged chair. Nate, defend yourself. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Carl. Wow. And the uh, two-legged chair is an incredible asset to my backpacking repertoire. It is very comfortable and light and i've brought it for like five years in a row right. carl will never let it go that it actually works for me it doesn't have to work for carl it works right. for me i think if you listen to this podcast neither derek nor i'd let anything go so that's just kind of uh, part of who we are well I, i'm never gonna bash the two-legged chair i did have the two-legged chair uh for one season okay. and then i opted for something different but i, I did like it All right, and the question that i always ask is like after a day where you've tired your legs out from hiking do you want to use those leg muscles to balance yourself on a two-legged chair is that appropriate um, it's not really balancing because it's more just sticking them out and they hold me up. My legs <laughs> is good. I'm touching his quadricep right now and it is flexed and, <laughs> <laughs> and I can see That's lactic acid true. building up. <laughs> That's why I brought my, I am, my, uh, <laughs> well, Carl does not want to be wrong. Hence to henceforth, nobody in this camp is wearing a sleeping bag except Carl <laughs> outside of the tent because he's too baby to not wear one. So. Uh, anything about, about the uh, yeah. full jacket? Not and, sure how that relates to the chair, but thanks for the toughness. Shout it's out. all about toughness, and <laughs> Nate is a tough guy. I do not have toughness in the cold. That's well documented. All right. And let me add by having only two legs, it's much easier to get it set correctly than four. There aren't many flat spots when you're camping. And so, two legs versus four, you get that much easier. Hmm. That's not a bad argument. Yeah. I did not think about that one. That's yeah. adequate. 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 Brilliant. All right. So, Nate, if you don't know him, we, he's been on our podcast once. Uh, was, oh, was it the first on the trail episode? I think yeah. he was on, and uh, he's obviously one of our favorite guys. He's in our videos. He he doesn't 
he hasn't liked to get interviewed before. And we had an awesome conversation about that. He's kind of been the elusive one. So if you've seen our videos, which we know a lot of you have, um, yeah, he kind of, he, he's definitely has a strong presence there, but just, yeah, he's kind of been off to the side a little bit and hasn't wanted to get interviewed and that's about to change. Nate, do you mind sharing kind of your thoughts on that? Uh, I think I just don't really, I'm not so much big on the ad lib. Um, I'm more scripted kind of a guy. I like to do acting, but not just off the cuff. Um, if I know the questions ahead of time, it's easier for me. And, and we're pretty good with that, but I think that if you compare Derek and I in, in regard to how this podcast is structured, is it fair to say that I'm more of the person that's prepared and you're more of the ad lib guy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's our, I think we're speaking to our fortes, but I think it depends on the person. I think sometimes people like a little bit of a, a guidance to, to play off of. And right. I think that's, that's Nate's, that's what Nate's kind of saying. So, sure. yeah. Would you say that be, due to the fact that you're more of the ad lib guy, is that why your answers are always so bad? <sighs> no comment. I think, I think it makes them more colorful, whereas yours are so planned, they might be a little bit more bland. You know what I mean? So we'll look at it that way. You're more vanilla. I'm more rainbow sherbet. I'm more Rocky Road. I don't know. It is what it is. All right. All right. Well, anyway, we appreciate you sharing that, Nate. But yeah, we, we, we think highly of Nate and we think that he has this. He's very well spoken. He's going to be a strong presence on videos to come. So look forward to that. Um, all right. Questions. 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 Question number one. Question number one. Uh, most ridiculous thing. Oops, sorry. Most ridiculous thing or person you've ever seen on the trail in your hiking career. That would go way back to hiking uh, San Jacinto with some friends. Mm. We were there chilling out before we were going to summit uh, the next morning. And there was a harem with this guy and five or so ladies, um, full headdresses on behind him, walking behind him. Wow. And it was, and they didn't say anything. He greeted us and then they kept on moving. The ladies were just, uh, didn't, I'm like, what in the world are they doing up here? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> and for context, Mount San Jacinto is the one above Palm Springs. It's the top of the mountain or it's the top of the, uh, what is it, the hardest hike? It's like 10,000 feet elevation gain if you hike from the bottom of Palm Springs. And uh, it's called Cactus to Clouds Hike. But um, So that's a big hike. I know you can hike from the tram to the top as well. And that's still, that's still pretty lengthy. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? That's a hike I've wanted to do, actually. Okay. So I'm not surprised that they were – well, I guess I'm a little surprised that they were up there. But, <clears> I mean, I guess maybe they were just getting some good views with the tram and then maybe came back down. I don't know. It actually reminds me That's crazy. of our Maroon Bells hike where we were hiking and there were some nuns that were hiking ahead of us. Yes. Ahead of you, Derek. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> beautiful people in God's beautiful country. Right. And it was, it was, right. But it's, it's, it is weird because you, you don't really associate them with that kind of environment. No, so. and you would expect, you know, Derek to hike faster than them. So. Well, and, maybe I just wanted to hear their prayers, you know what I mean? So okay. whatever. Okay. Uh, question two, uh, what is a backcountry rule or law that you're just, you're sick of it? I want to, you want to change it. You're over it. I would have to say this new thing with the bear canister just kind of threw me for a loop, um, this year. And I did get one at the last minute, um, in mammoth. I looked everywhere for them online. Nobody has them. Mm. Um, at least the, the plastic ones that I thought would be best, but yeah, it just seems like, and, but to add to that, having the ranger that we met up with yesterday say when we asked him the question are we going to see a bear he's like ah no you're not going to see a bear <laughs> it's like, why do we have this rule then that's ridiculous <laughs> valid point <laughs> valid point as ranger jake i think it was you were talking to him 
Yeah. Ranger I was, Jake. I was talking to him. Yeah. Um, it was not, yeah, it was a nice casual encounter. And yeah, he had a lot of good information. We did not have a bear last night at all, which was great. And I, yeah, I am 100% with Nate on this one, on the bear canisters. So yeah, good call. All right. So Nate, uh, in all your years of backpacking, I think you've been backpacking with us, uh, what has it been, like 10 years now? Maybe longer? Is it 10? Yeah. Right, 2010. Okay. Yeah. That's 10 great. year anniversary. We should have done a cake. Should have a cake for you. Cake. Well, no, wait, <laughs> wait, but wait. wait no. I think he missed. <laughs> I think he missed one year. It's twenty fourteen. Okay. So then next year, cake. Mm, Although he's having mine. cake, he's been right. eating desserts only diet on this trip. <laughs> Nate, you want to talk about the desserts only diet real quick? <laughs> uh, sure. So I have to say, it's uh, not the best. I would not, re- <laughs> would not recommend it. <laughs> I have this big hole in my stomach. I just need some regular food. It's not sugar. It's not. Laced with calories that are bad. Uh, question. Next year, you mentioned switching from all desserts to all licorice diet. Is that going to be <laughs> something that we can expect to see, or, or are you second thoughts? Or are you second thinking that? Second thinking? Second, second guessing. guessing. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been a long day. Um, I need to look at the protein content of licorice before I make my final decision. On, on I believe it's, yeah. I think it's like 0.5 grams for 100 pieces. Do you think that Packet Gourmet makes protein fortified licorice? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, they should. Dehydrate. They should. They, yeah, Dehydrate. should. <laughs> More on the, the the desserts thing later. But all right, what's so in your uh, all your years of backpacking? What is uh, a tip that that you can share with everybody? Don't be afraid to break the rules. If sandals are what you want to hike in, don't be afraid just because people say don't do it. Just do it. Mm. Is there a footwear rule that we're not aware of? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. I wouldn't suggest bouldering in sandals, though. You gotta mm. be honest. That was a little mm. tough today. I thought I was yeah. Kidding. And I've ripped some sandals, and so that's kind of difficult. Uh, hiking, like, the first day when we were doing, we were in Yosemite, doing some bouldering, I ripped the, uh, whatever that's called, in between your toes, and I had to repair it with a safety pin mm-hmm. for another three days of hiking, so that was kind of painful. So yeah, just for those of you that don't know, Nate hikes every trip uh, in sandals. Uh, one year he did break the sandals. Um, Nate, do you own actual shoes or no? <laughs> yes, many pair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah I think we documented that quite a bit. That yeah he wears sandals and and he the first time he wore them he wore Tevas and I think he got. Mm. Within the first mile, he had like a blister the size of a quarter on this on his yeah. heel. If that's correct. Yeah. And then after after the Tebas, though, how many blisters have you had? Would you say none, none, none? I brought the uh, flip flops to wear around camp. Yeah, and they ended up being my footwear that I had to do use for the rest of the trip, and it made me change my whole plan of footwear for the rest of my life. And now we also are bringing slippers on the trail. <laughs> Uh, I brought mine last year. I forgot them this year, but I'll be bringing slippers as well with Nate uh, every trip. So you still brought your pajama bottoms, though, right? Every year, every year. Yeah, I think it's impressive that Nate can can walk and hike in in, in flip flops. Basically, you you kind of struggle just on like concrete, like flat surface. You still trip on those, right? I struggle on every surface um, except water. Water, I feel free, uh, whereas you are the opposite. I think. So you're saying you can walk with flip flops on water. Do you no? I feel more comfortable on that surface. Um, on the surface of water, yes. Not walking, but being in it or on it. <laughs> in it, on it, even sailing on it. I was sailing on it. Milton and I did a double man sailboat uh, okay. thing today. But uh, how do you feel about walking in general? Are you getting Are you getting better at it? Are you improving? You stumble a lot. 
You might be a professional interviewer. How do you feel about walking? <laughs> this is, if you knew Carl, guys, you, this is a legit question. Uh, he struggles walking right. quite frequently. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Nate's got one more tip for us. I think he wants to reinforce a, a passion of his. Um, I would advise two-legged chairs as opposed to four-legged or three-legged chairs. Very comfortable, hmm. useful, and light. Let's break this down here. All right. So the, the four-legged chairs now, the ones you can buy – are around a pound, maybe I think I think straight up a pound, right? I think mine's about eighteen ounces. Okay, so that's a pound two ounces. But the yeah. one that I bought is is a straight up pound. How much are the two legged chairs? Mine is around a pound. If I remember correctly, I bought the same chair as you. I I, I want to say it was twelve ounces, maybe fourteen. So okay. I think it's slightly lighter. So you can save whatever a quarter pound, two ounces, ounces. with the, for a two legged chair. It requires a little bit more. Uh, balance which you suffer with so i don't know if that'd be good for you um but for the for the normal folk uh two-legged chairs are fun they are good i liked it a lot so i think the question everybody out there is is it worth saving a couple ounces and taking two legs off your chair if you're gonna bring a set of horseshoes like nate did then yes okay i'm gonna leave the questions out there i don't, I don't think i don't think um i need to respond to that i think i think my, that that by itself is a rhetorical question that can serve as my argument <laughs> it's all about carl being right guys just remember that uh thank you again nate for your quality input and uh uh reactions to everything oh did you whoa his meal did we do pack it i don't in? think he's eating it you didn't right? eat a packet in i did what well, you did eat a packet in meal um packet packet, gourmet. packet gourmet sorry uh what packet gourmet meal was it so it wasn't a meal let's be clear because i'm only dessert right now and oh, so right. it was the banana pudding dessert but that could be a meal for you right um it was closer to a meal than the chantilly cake or okay. my wife's magic uh bars mm. so it actually was a nice break from that gut of the sugar so there's a little bit of cream a little bit of bread in there is a nice break so i i, I enjoyed it it was awesome so no complaints no complaints. Unpack it gourmet so far. Yeah. All right. We got one more to go. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> see what happens. Drama. Uh, so we are here uh, with a man who smells of fresh bug spray. <laughs> beautiful man. Beautiful jawline. All that good stuff. <laughs> Crushing the bocce ball scene today. Jared Neal. Jared, how you doing? Doing very well. Excited to be here with you boys. We've had a good few days. Man. Uh, man gentleman wow. he gets a little sensitive about that because he's you know still growing men of the trail <laughs> um excited to see what tomorrow holds it's been great it has been great um and today we play a little frisbee we sat by the lake uh you did a little fishing i believe uh, how was your afternoon would you say afternoon was great um just hung out like i said at the lake just a chill day talked to carl and derek quite a bit today which was good catch up with them didn't get to talk to them much on the trail Got to see Knowlton do a lot of sailing today across the lake. I think we saw him pass three or four times. You brought something on the trail that we're going to talk about later, or if you don't, if you didn't, if you don't mention it, I'll, I'll mention it. But um, before we get to that, let's, we got some questions for uh, Jared. And uh, do you want to say anything before we start? A couple things have been brought up throughout the interviews today. So I think we're going to have to, to, after we're done, we'll have to kind of recap some things to clarify what's going on. Because I think there's some confusion about some, some comments. And so we'll get to that. Yeah, first question, my friend. Change of law. What you got? Change of law. I was talking to Rocky about this on the trail, and I feel like as a country, 
We were getting softer and softer and weaker about having fires out on the trail. <laughs> two. That's two. That's two. Um, I totally get it. Like, I totally get the safety of it and things like that. Um, but I wish may- maybe put, like, an age requirement with your permit. I don't know. But we got to figure out some way that we could be responsible and still have fires in the backcountry. It's, it's essential to the experience. We can cook over it. We can have... Um, community time around it so i i just wish we could have the fires it's a morale booster too i'd say yeah Yeah. so if you derek since you're the fire expert here if there was an age requirement what would be the minimum age you would allow somebody to start a fire in the backcountry how old are you you're 43 so Mm, um, maybe so probably start there uh (laughs) no i'd i don't know i mean i guess i'd go with any other law maybe 18 21 something like that okay 15 of your supervised by an adult. So fire is another big one. Obviously, we love campfires. And most ridiculous thing that you've seen out there beyond our group? Yeah, so I don't have a lot of backpacking experience other than our group. Um, so kind of thought outside the box. And Derek, this story is for you. Oh. When I first moved to my community about eight years ago, I have trail systems all throughout. And I was super excited to run those. And I went out running Saturday morning before anyone was up. And I got to some trails. And I went running down the trails. And I had to relieve myself. (laughs) Number one or number two? Number two. And I had passed a park earlier. And it it was a ways back. But I, I figured there'd be a park coming up soon. And I continued to run a little bit longer. And no park to be seen. And I was way too far back from the previous park. So I decided to just park it along along the trail. Mind you, I had not seen one person on this trail. Mm. And within just a couple of minutes of me parking it, I hear this... Someone coming down the trail as I was relieving myself. <laughs> and I turn around and they see me and we lock eyes. And they're like, whoa! <laughs> and that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen on the trail is someone seeing me doing that. Derek, is going to the bathroom in your community on the trails the best way to introduce yourself? I think it's the most. I think it's the most transparent way. I'll say that. Um, did you finish up properly, or did you just pull up the pants quick? Uh, no, that person kept running, and I Derek styled it and used the leaves around and yes! finished up. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that is definitely a Derek story right there. Beautiful. 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 All right. Uh, give us one of your one of your tips. You've you've learned. You've been backpacking with since 2015, mm. and yeah, what what have you learned in those years? Yeah, so recently did the FKT, and my feet were covered in blisters, and I ran for hours and miles with those blisters. And one thing I would tell people is to take the time to pull over, maybe pop those blisters, maybe bring an extra pair of socks. We talked about that as a yes. tip today. Yes. Yeah, Derek loves the socks. Yes. Um, and then probably bring some foot care. We just had a little bit of moleskin, and I knew it had to last two trips, so I, I was hesitant to use it all because I wanted other people to be able to use it. So I would say care for the feet with the socks, the extra moleskin, take care of those blisters. Sounds wise, but when you say pop the blisters, are you thinking like a pimple or more lancing them with a sharp device? Yeah, so I would definitely put some type of pin, um, metal pin, in your first aid kit for when you're hiking and then some way to sterilize it. We like the flame. Mm. Um, that's a really easy way to do that. Or you could use some alcohol wipes before you're poking your blisters. Right. And we do not require people to have blisters to come on the Backpack and Blisters podcast. That was simply... It's more of a rite of passage. Yeah. Yeah. He now knows what you were talking about. Yeah. 
don't know. You saw you saw his feet. Were they worse than yours? Same, different? What would you say? Uh, it was it was just a different kind of ugly. You know, I think <laughs> mine were more spread out throughout the entire foot. His was his were he had some under the toenail, around between the toes. I mean, I had some of that too. But I don't know. Did you ever count them all? How many did you end up with? Uh, I I counted on on the left foot, which was the worser of the two and i got i think to like 15 so oh, oh, oh no. he's defeated crushed you me. yeah he's crushed 20. me yeah Bli- blister belt blister belt right yeah and 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 what he said after his uh fast enough time in heaven was like he's like yeah i'm not gonna be able to do the backpacking trip and so my response was yes you are and we made him go and he has toughed it out and he started the trip with all these blisters on his feet what do you think uh, yeah, I have a comment on that because I was in the car and I told Carl I was going home to see my wife and children because I was in a very bad mental state. And he told me that I would only have to do a half mile to a mile. And I said, if that's the case, I'm in. And then as we're getting in the cars to leave, Nate says, hey, guys, I think we should do 8 to 10 today. What does everyone else think? And everyone's like, yeah, that sounds great. Jared. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll follow you guys on that. So I was tricked into doing this but i'm really glad i came um i just went super slow and had a little alone time on the trail yesterday which i actually appreciate because i don't get a lot of alone time especially with what's going on right now so really glad you guys talked to me in the car yeah and and just to clarify i was happy to go the i was happy to go whatever distance to get jared on the trip um i hate having guys not make it on the trip well i was just gonna say you you know you get angry if people go slow so um you know i know you like to go as fast as possible blah 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 but Thankfully, um, this is a different kind of trip, and we've been relaxing a lot, which I think has helped everybody mentally and physically. Except, and, and you, you have a lot of injuries, so we're just looking out for you, really. Yeah. Carl did tell me last night in the tent he will hold this against you forever, that we didn't get to do all the miles we planned to in the loop, but I, I was thankful, actually. I, I like to change the trip. I'm flexible, unlike some. Um, but, Carl, I don't know, you know, what is your plan from here on out? Are you going to invite Jared on any other trips, or what's the deal? <laughs> Jared figured out like he weren't doing the half mile, mile, or whatever, and we had to he had to do eight miles. Ended up being a little bit more than that. Um, who's more disappointed? Was it Jared or was it you? That we were that we what? had to do the eight miles more than the half mile. N- nobody was disappointed by that. I think you were because we had to go slow. <laughs> I, uh, I just i'm just thinking the night before when, when i'm like let's just do like half a mile to mile derek's like i can do that that's that is my wheelhouse i think you were dreaming i think you might have been dreaming or snoring one of the two yeah maybe you just got confused <laughs> Snoring. <laughs> the irony of that statement right there um all right, so last thing I want to talk to Jared about is, you know, we, we always bring these ridiculous items for our Strider Award, and we've kind of already referenced one thing that's happened. Uh, Jared, struggling with the blisters, decides to bring <laughs> some of the heaviest possible items that have absolutely nothing to do with backpacking, mm. and he lugs them along anyway. He brings a jigsaw, a handheld electric jigsaw. With a lithium battery. Thank you, Carl. Uh, and he had this attachment uh, of one of these. I don't know if you guys have seen these like massage guns they have now online. So he brings an attachment and decides, I'm going to give everybody on our trip a massage. And, and I think all of our draws hit the, hit the ground after what he'd been through and what he was willing to do for everybody else. So it's it definitely uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen somebody bring on a trip. So I guess our question is, what in the world? Um, so I, this kind of stemmed from... I knew Rocky and I were going to be spent from the FKT, and Carl had also mentioned to me, 
he was like, man, you know what would be amazing after a day of hiking would be a foot massage. He, mm. So I thought I'd be able to provide us a little bit of recovery for Rocky and I. And then once I realized how much we had screwed up the trip and guys were missing time on the trail, I kind of s- switched it around and I was I was talking to, to Rocky about servanthood and, and how Jesus did that for the disciples. And we were talking about foot washing and things like that. And I'm not going to wash your guys' feet, but I'm more than happy <laughs> to use um, a jigsaw as a Theragun and use that to give you guys massages just kind of ease it over and hope that you guys would forgive me for the fkt yeah and i I will say this is i'm glad things worked out the way they did because i had actually purchased my own theragun before the trip and i was going to bring it to do the exact same thing uh but it came three hours late so i couldn't bring it and so when jared reveals that he has this i was kind of like oh but at the same time i was like this is so appropriate because of what you've gone through and then you were willing to serve us all just sent a better message i thought so i was really stoked on that and you gave me a great massage yeah. yeah, a couple thoughts I have. Yeah, I came three hours late. How's your planning skills? Like, we had a year for this, right? Well, I just thought of the idea. Sometimes you get the best ideas right okay. before, you uh-huh. know, so. Second question. Is it fair to expect that Jared brings that from now on? Uh, that's, that's a tough call there. Either we're going to, like, rotate or just have two. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll bring something like that. Uh, I actually have a better idea. If Theragun would like to sponsor the podcast (laughs) and give us one so that I don't have to carry a five-pound jigsaw and battery up, that would be great. So Theragun, if you'd like to hook up the B&B, we'd appreciate it. We will look into that, actually. That is a great idea. That actually is a great idea. Jared, my friend, you are the best. We thank you for coming on the podcast and being part of the Backpacking Blisters crew. Awesome job. And awesome job. Awesome job. I I do have a closing comment here. Um, Carl... Over the years, you have provided me with so many pieces of equipment. Actually, five years ago when we did Red Peak Pass, I, I had no backpacking equipment. I think I had just the backpack, and you provided me with like sleeping bag, numerous things over the years. Um, you still provided me. You gave me a new uh, sleeping pad for this trip. And so um, I'm just really glad I can provide you with a chair and a sleeping bag for the interview time and kind of repay that, re-forward that back to you. So... Really happy we could do that. And Derek, I feel like there should be a little bit of grace for the paper shuffling during the interviews mm. because I think you'll hear over all these interviews, you're going to hear constant shuffling of this. Oh, great point. So always maybe there's a little up. grace for Jer- the papers. Jared is a, always the great equalizer when I'm not around for <laughs> Carl's shenanigans. I call him the Colorado equalizer when I'm not around. So thank you, Jared. I appreciate that. So just, and just to clarify, so all the gear and everything for the years, like, so one bar wearing a sleeping bag we're even is that what you're saying I, i'm not saying we're even <laughs> not even close i'm just saying it feels nice to be able to provide uh, you with something my friend your friendship has made us more than even so i am just happy you're here my friend that's it yeah we got one more interview for you guys today but before we get to that we have some announcements we'll be right back the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the u.s military from 1911 to 1985 while colt produced the original Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
Altacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, with us now is one of the only, well, the only legendary Rocky Brown. Uh, Rocky Brown, how are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm just like at the top of the world. Great, awesome. Thanks for asking, man. How are you liking the trip so far? <sighs> this trip has been epic. Kind of sorry. No, I'm not kind of sorry. I'm sorry I kind of destroyed it a little bit, a lot. By getting lost Can and stuff. Mm. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, it's these are not great. the questions. <laughs> I, I'm getting the questions. Uh, you want to go to the questions right now? All right. All right. So we got some questions for you. Let's start with the backcountry laws. Is there a backcountry law that you're just like, I'm over this law. Like, I need this law changed. I want to do something different about this. Absolutely. The fire law. We need Derek's fires, man. Mm. There's not many times in this life where I'm sitting and able to get the mind calmed and not think about anything. But when a fire is on and I can just stare into it, dude, the mind just finally relaxes. And there's none of that now, man. We need. I even wrote a song for this. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm disappointed too about the fires. I was very disappointed. Carl, do you want to? Yeah. Would you say that that's the fault of the Department of the Interior or simply California? <laughs> Either way, I'm going to get in trouble, right? <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Uh, I, I, question. That is. I'm, I'm going to say this is kind of a, a little bit of the wussification of our nation in general, not being able to have fires in the backwoods. And because I don't even know if it's California or if it's the Department of the Interior, but I think it's just those, you know, those irresponsible people who start fires in the backwoods. I was almost one of them a couple years ago, but still, mm. like you know, I, I think it's I think it's just humankind mistakes that uh, that have basically caused it. Okay, yeah. So I, I agree. That's that's a big disappointment this year. Derek brought fire making stuff and was not able to use it, and yeah, that's that's like one of the most fun parts of backpacking is the campfires, right? Well, we brought we bring the fire stuff. I bring the fires every year. But I brought the bow drill kit this year to do it old school, but of course, it's the one year. I mean, what percentage chance do you think you had at actually getting a fire started? I honestly think it was maybe 50-50. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you? If you did it, like 10%? Did it have directions? Yeah. 5%. For you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're getting better. Yeah. Chance. Chance. Um, okay. Second question. Uh, what is the most ridiculous thing or person you've seen on the trail ever in your backpacking career? Not related to our group. Not related to our group. 
hands down, it would have been two years ago in Yosemite, right at the conclusion of our trip, um, that there, we were getting out because the fire was coming. And uh, so Jared and I were kind of running down the trail to end it. We had just done our mohawks and mustaches thing. And I'm running down the trail with the football out. And this older gentleman goes, goes, set, hike, like that. And so I run, and he reaches out like he's a running back, like kind of out like this, grabs the football and runs the other way, and then turns around and goes, hey, 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 look back here. And then just chucks a perfect pass. This guy had to be in his late 50s, early 60s. And he he sprinted with that thing, and he made a perfect pass. It was incredible. I don't know who he was, but I wish I did. I, I remember that. I think he should maybe get a coaching job. Samuel Hills football. Samuel Hills, yeah, Samuel Hills. Yep. Okay. Throw in the resume. <laughs> um, we'll take him. All right, but before yeah. we get to your tips, but um, you've had a packet gourmet meal too, as well. Oh. Meal two as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Texas State chili was incredible. Like seriously, every other backpacking meal that I've ever had sucks compared to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> those people are amazing. We don't use those words. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Rocky. <laughs> I, dude, I've got a soft spot for Mountain House and all those other things, but th- this just blew them out of the water. You right. pack it, people. You just you know how to do it. Thank you. God bless you. Keep up the good work. I want to eat every at every meal. I want to eat one of your meals. I like it. I like it. It sounds like we're we're doing like infomercial style here with Packet Gourmet, and we're not. We like legitimately like their stuff. Yeah, this is not an infomercial. We did not get paid. To Carl do this. asked for an infomercial. I said no. These are these are real reviews. Real people. If they offered to pay us to do an infomercial, I would do one, though. I, you would be doing it by yourself. Okay. Uh, tips. One or two tips, uh, ridiculous or, or good, uh, backpacking tips that you have for us. Um, definitely read maps before you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> um, I am not good with maps. I, I really need to work on that. In fact, I wrote a song for that, too, but... Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. The, oh, you, got it, you got it ready? You got a song ready for us? Um, yeah. I need <laughs> some <laughs> help with the map. B&B bros, won't you help me with that map? Help me with that map. Help me with that map. Help me with that. Help me with that. Help me with that map. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is a keeper. Where's the recording equipment? <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. it. Just, Need some work. Need just, some work. Just to clarify, there were no instruments involved in that. That was acapella. <laughs> oh, natural. <laughs> yeah. That was on the spot, too. That was impressive. Um, Nobody can pay for talent like that. I don't know if they'd want to, but nobody would do it. And we got it raw in life. Raw. So. That's yeah. right. All right. So, so mapping stuff, that's definitely going to come up, I think, because of some events, issues. Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that later. That yeah. was uh, a phenomenal story uh, along with maps that we'll share later with. Indeed. Indeed. All right. All right. You got one more tip? Yeah. I do. Um, is bring Knowlton with you. He um, has pretty much repaired my sword. The thing looks way better than it did 20 minutes ago. Um, he's also. Just I can't even say all the little things that he's just taught me about all sorts of trail stuff and whatnot. And then he sailed out on the uh, lake again today. That's just you know that that's just one of those things. Now I do have one more tip, and that is have conversations like these guys do. Like when I was just talking to Nate a few hours ago, enriching. I learned a ton from it. I always do. Every time I talk to Carl, Derek, Jared, Knowlton out on the trail, I mean I grow. You know, as a Christian, as a, as one who follows God, I grow as a man, I grow as a husband, I grow as a um, father, 
um, I grow as a son to my parents and my in-laws. Um, well, I guess I'm not a son to them, but you know, son-in-law to them, um, have conversations with, with dudes, like find dudes that you can get out on the trail for a long time with and really dig into those conversations. You're going to become a much more enriched person as a result. That'd be my last tip. Nice. And you're going to grow from that Texas chili as well. Oh, I believe in all the food that he probably has the food award. I'd say on our backpacking trip as well. Most food, definitely most food. Um, sorry, I'm just, I just want to react to a couple of things he said. So, yeah. so I think what he's suggesting is that Knowlton needs to come on everybody's trips out there. Correct. Okay. Knowlton is the Eagle Scout. He yeah. knows things that people just don't know. Right. So that sounds realistic. Yeah. Uh, second, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second thing he said was that dudes need to have these conversations with other dudes. Um, I think ladies can have conversations with other ladies too, right? As far as I know, I think they're able to talk as well. Um, they do have speech <laughs> speech gifts as well. Uh, probably better than guys. So I would say whoever you are and whoever you're with, try to go for those enriching conversations uh, wherever you are. Rocky's referencing dudes because we have, just have dudes on this trip. But it's, this is for everybody. That's a, that's a tip for everybody, I think. Rocky, why were you hiding food behind bear boxes or behind bear canisters? What What's the story behind that? In a, in a large Ralph's bag. Yeah. Yeah. We get you have a lot of extra food. What's going on? Uh, well, I got some communion stuff for Jeremy, and we didn't we didn't use it. We were supposed to use it already, so it was that. And then I hid it because I was tired and I wanted to go to sleep, and I didn't want to, you know, have to do anything else to it. But then I forgot we had Knowlton. So then once we had Knowlton, I just basically told him what we did, and we hung it, and it was hung brilliantly. And yes, ladies, I know you are all capable of talking very well. Having great conversations as well, um, for sure. I, Carl was right. I was just referencing dudes because I know I know a lot of dudes in my own life who I try to get to know them. I try to talk to them because I know they've got stuff going on that they just need to talk out, and they uh, you know they just don't do it. So that's more what I was getting at. But ladies, you're phenomenal conversationalists. I love the conversations, especially with you, love. And just to clarify, love is his wife, not all ladies out there who are called love by their uh, husbands. I thought love was the love for food that he had. <laughs> no. Does he talk, do you talk to your food? As well? <laughs> no, no, I do talk to my food sometimes, right. yeah. Okay. I think the hole has been dug deep, deep enough. Uh, I think that was that was great. A lot of good input from Rocky on that one, actually. As, as Carl drops phone mid-interview, I apologize. Uh, thanks again, Rock. That thanks, was awesome. Rocky. Thank you, guys. Have fun fishing. Love the show, guys. I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate we, it. We're a big fan of yours, man. <laughs> go, go catch a big one. Yes. All right. So, always fun to have the guys on. Yeah. This is only our second podcast where we're actually in the same space. What do you think about that? It's fun and it's easy. Yeah. Way, yeah. way easier for sure. So, um, you interrupt less. I was just thinking the same thing. It's good. <laughs> Great minds. Yeah. And so, uh, Dom Trivia, we do have some tidbits, but before we get to that, I, I feel like I got to explain a few things that were mentioned. So, this whole sailing thing, like, it's, it's kind of weird to sail and backpack. What what are people talking about, man? Well, Knowlton is the Eagle Scout, and so this year he had this urge to build, uh, for the second time, uh, like a raft slash boat and sail it on this beautiful Thousand Island Lake. So he got the necessary materials. He brought his own spinnaker that he had stored for years. Um, Jared had an inflatable chair that he brought. Uh, Rocky had an axe, uh, a plastic axe we used as a rudder. So he put it all together. He sailed it a few times. Uh, it fell apart one time, and he got it back together. I tried to swim out there and capsize him, but we ended up riding it together. Um, but all in all, it was fun, and he's very inventive with that. So it was, it was a good time. Yeah, and so people continue to do crazy things on the trail. and. Mm. 
this will all be part of the video that we eventually produce, but yeah, just, yeah, kind of, I thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, Jared kept on using the phrase FKT, that stands for fastest known time. That was the attempt in Yosemite to do about a 50 mile loop and do that faster than anybody. And this was the first attempt, so it was going to kind of set the record. So we'll have a, more of a story on that. He already revealed the struggle with blisters there. Yeah. Um, all right, so some tidbits. I got a couple tidbits. Okay. So first one, I wanted to give a shout out to Rick who had messaged me a picture of a cellophane Snickers necklace and like candy yes. necklace. Give me an idea of how to design that. Um, I'm actually going to be wearing this, this Snickers necklace tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, another tidbit is one of the things that you're most excited about on the trail is the salmon pesto. What's going mm, on with that, my friend? I was meal of my life. Love it. I end every trip with it. And then this year I discovered it was discontinued. My heart broke. So I'm in search of a new favorite meal. If anybody has any recommendations that I'm not aware of, then let me know. <laughs> As Derek's turn, he randomly gives me a fist bump. <laughs> Trying to get the paper away from him. It's hard. It's hard. He likes shuffling paper. It's okay. All right. So the last one is, you know, we asked on our Facebook page a while back for some more reviews. We got a few, which is very nice. We really appreciate it. And I think, you know, every once in a while, we're going to check in and just read some of these awesome reviews we've gotten. So if you want to leave one, to put yourself in the running, we're going to pull a prize out from our random prize box. And if you are up for a random prize, we're going to send you one. So the review that I have is kind of long, but it's good. And this is from John Hawks of North Carolina. And he reviewed us. The title is The Time Derek and Carl Saved My Life. Notice he put my name first. I just want to make that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, narcissism. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read this. It's long, but it is good. It is really It's like yeah. it's a narrative that really is good. dramatic. Go ahead. Before I found this podcast, I was lost. Literally lost in the forest. There was no way I could see myself returning to civilization because of the predicament I found myself in. Malnourished and dehydrated, all hope seemed to be failing. Then, out of nowhere, appeared a very hairy creature that stood much taller than myself. He lifted me up, carried me in his arms, fed me with nutritious wilderness berries, and mixed up some drink mix that he had in a bag. Hmm. So, okay, so evidence of Sasquatch, and he probably found some of my drink mix. Well, maybe just a nice bear as well. <laughs> as I fell asleep in the arms of my beloved caretaker, I felt warm and safe. The next morning, I woke up beside the trailhead where I had begun my journey, laying on a sleeping pad that did not belong to me. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. With my hero nowhere to be found. Fast forward six months, as I was looking up back, backpacking podcasts, I came across Eric and Carl with the B&B podcast. As anyone would do, I started with the latest podcast, working my way back to season one, episode one. By the way, not recommended for us. I don't know. That's kind of... I don't know if that would, does that work? To listen uh, backwards? You know, do it in your own way. Whatever. Okay. That's true. It's out there. Fair, fair enough. Uh, not understanding many things that were being said because of the lack of knowledge that eventually came to me by further lis listening to previous shows. After a few days into listening intently, I learned who my real heroes were. Derek and Carl! That's us, wow. man! We're heroes. He does make a good point. You're going to miss a lot of the references we're talking about if you miss earlier episodes. Right. So, yeah. He did mention your name first again there. So Yeah, well, don't be you know too upset about that. I'm a little upset. Insecure. All, <laughs> all of the wild berries that were eaten were left for me by these men. True story. The drink mix was Carl's that Derek refused to pick up and purposely left behind, <laughs> knowing there would be some good to come out of it. And the sleeping pad, well, despite popular belief, Bill didn't steal it, yes. nor did Derek leave it at home. It was only by pure spirit of the trail and Derek and Carl's backpacking skills or lack of them that I was able to escape this predicament and share my story. For that, these two wonderful men will always des uh, deserve the flushing award of my eyes. <laughs> anyway, so that kind of wraps up the story. 
John, you're the man. That was good, John. That was really good and was very good. creative and, and actually really well written to the point where maybe you have a writing career in your future. Definitely better writer than Carl. Nah, I mean, I am horrible, so I, I enjoy that. It was fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So thanks for that. And um, John, if you want yeah, a prize out of our, our random gearbox, please uh, send us your address via Facebook or email, and we'll send something ridiculous your way. Yes. Thank you, John. Yeah. So with that, please review us, please. Mm. And we will read them if, yeah, if we can. If they if they make the well, cut, we should make a note of that to read a few every now and then. Yeah, every good. now and then. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you have before we go? That's all I got. That was a fun one on the trail. So fun to be out here with you, Carl. Uh, thanks again, guys. We will see you back soon and shortly for season four of the B and B. And remember, guys, when you're outside and you need someone to talk to, don't look for Carl. We'll see you next time. Uh, so, okay, well, we're done with this podcast. It's 8.58 in p.m. You can barely see where we're going. Uh, I don't have my headlamp. Um, I thought we'd be done sooner, but, you know, luckily, I don't know how I'm going to get down this mountain. There's a lot of rocks. It's pretty steep. Luckily, I have Carl to hold on to. Wait, oh, he's not a, he's not a good walker, though. He's going to stumble down the mountain, so we're going to have to yell for help. Um, search and rescue, anybody? You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.